We're speaking this morning to Melissa Xiao. She is a beauty queen. She's an entrepreneur, and she's also a mom of triplets. She wow. has three girls. Good morning, Melissa. Morning, Belle. Morning, JD. Wow, triplets! Amazing. <laughs> Now today we've invited you on the show to share some parenting wisdom, I guess, of raising multiples. <laughs> Well, thank thank you so much for having me at the show. I'm uh, very honored uh, to to be here. Well, oh, tell us, yeah, tell us, Melissa, about the day you found out that you were pregnant with triplets. What went through your mind? I mean, and your husband as well. What went through his mind at that point in time? Well, okay, to relieve back the um, the whole situation again, it went like this: is like um, because we went through um, the uh, IVF uh, treatment, so um, we we were due to know our results through uh, our blood test. So um, so we went to the we went to the clinic. We got the blood test done, and we were waiting outside for the results. Is like waiting for your SPM results like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Then the doctor called us in. So he was reading through the the uh, blood works, and he was like, "Wow, congratulations, Mister and Missus Tan, you're pregnant!" And we're like, "Yay!" And then he didn't stop there. You see, so he was like, "Oh, um, your your um your hormone levels it's it's pretty high for a single pregnancy, you know. In fact, it looks like you may have." Uh, second or even a third baby inside. So, um, <laughs> so the thing is, uh, I mean, we, <clears throat> because with the time that when the doctor told us that we were pregnant, I was maybe like three or four weeks pregnant, less than a month. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't really tell. Yeah. So we had to come in like maybe about. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like the second month, and that's when they actually did the scanning. So we came back and the doctor did the scanning. They're like, "Ah, oh, look, this is your baby." You know, there's one little dot there, your baby. <laughs> Then moved on to the next, uh, to the other side of the stomach. He was like, "Ah, oh, look, there is another baby." We're like, "Yay, we're expecting twins." Then again, he didn't stop there. He went on, you know, like rolling, rolling his um his equipment, and he told us that ah. There, there is a third one, and we're like, we, 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 we were, we were, we were quite speechless, really, because it's like, you know, being pregnant itself, we were really over the moon. Two babies that is like a bonus, and three babies that is like, we don't know what to say. But at that point, <laughs> no, did you think, hey, your machine correct or not? <laughs> uh, well, he 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 kind of preempted us already, like, like you know, mm. your hormone levels are really high, right? So, but but honestly, we weren't we weren't expecting three girls. We just wanted to be pregnant. Mm. So at that point of time, we felt that we were really really blessed uh, with three. But at the same time, it's, it's like a roller co uh, coaster of feelings. It's like you know, at the same time, oh my god, wow, three babies! And the other side was like, oh my god, how are we gonna do this? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, mm. we're we're first time parents. We have we have uh, no experience at all. And the first thing the doctor told us was that. Um, I think you might need to put aside at least um, half a million, just in case the babies arrive premature. That was the first thing he told us. Oh, of course, we were like, you know, we we were we were really really worried. Mm. So, uh, but then again, it was still very early um, into the pregnancy. It was like less than three months. 
So he said that you know anything could have happened. So I mean, it's like we don't know what to expect, but we yeah. will just take it one day at a time, just like anything else in life. So, so you were expecting, okay, twins, you were okay, but triplets, you weren't <laughs> expecting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yes, I've seen twins before, but uh, triplets, it's uh, not very common. Yeah. In your family, so, any any twins or triplets though? Uh, my grandfather is a twin though, mm-hmm. but uh, the reason why we 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 had the triplets was because of the um, yeah, individual the IVF. Control, yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Okay. And the doctor, he was really really <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> so how did the pregnancy go oh. with the triplets? How how did you feel carrying three babies in you? Well, of course, um, I am uh, very very uh, excited because you know I've been wanting to get pregnant for the longest time, and I felt that somehow God kind of like answered my prayers, and wow, this woman has prayed so much. I'm going to give her three babies at one time. <laughs> So, um, well, of course, this is a kind of like uh, an unknown, uh, what do we call that, unknown journey to us. We don't really know. We don't really have the experience. So the first thing we had to do is we had to do our homework. So the first thing I did was I started doing a lot of research. And uh, we're talking like uh, eight years ago where Facebook and Facebook group wasn't that popular. So I had to de- I have to do a lot of digging, you know, like you know, through word of mouth, you know, who's who's and who's, uh, you know, they they got they went through a triple pregnancy. I called them up, and uh, you know, I interviewed them. I went on Google and I, I went, you know, I I searched on blogs for for ladies that who had who has went through the experience. But back then, I had I I learned more from the ladies overseas, not so much from from our local you know, mm. uh, local ladies, because there's honestly not really a lot of them. They're easier to find, right? The ones over yes. here. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I have to dig them out. It's like, you know, who, who's, who's, who's is, you know, I have to go through, you know, and request for email, uh, emails, contact number, and to call them out. But honestly, they are very, very wonderful people. There were many stories I heard from some, they were like, you know, wonderful, beautiful stories. And there were like some sad ones too. Like yeah. you know, some some babies didn't make it. You know, they initially had three, uh, but ended up only one got delivered. So, mm. so you know, when we were going through all these stories, right, it, you know, it, it made us think even more. Mm. So, and on, and we were also given the option if we wanted to keep two or all of the babies. Because sometimes... You know, multiple pregnancy can, you know, come as a risk to the mother and even the, you know, the other babies. So uh, there's something called fetal reduction. So the doctor gave us that option. And, you know, we were so torn that, oh no, we were given, we are so blessed with three babies, but, you know, this is a decision that we need to, uh, to make. So by the third month, when we went back for our checkup, and when the doctor let us hear the heartbeat, Three strong heartbeats of the three babies. We already know what the decision is that we're gonna keep them. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, what do you mean by keep two? And how does that work? Uh, they have they have this um, they have this uh, what do you call that? I wouldn't say treatment. Uh, There's this process called a fetal fetal reduction, which yep. means 
the doctor will take away one of one of the uh, one of the fetuses in, in in you. So I mean that that procedure itself is a risk. Mm. You know, you know. So you you kind of have to weigh. There is no, there is no like hundred percent sure answer mm-hmm. to you know, the decision, decision that you have to make. You know, at the end of the day, the doctor told us that you know, this is a decision that you have to make. You know, because you're you're gonna live with it for the yeah. rest of your life. So yeah. essentially, it's aborting one child, essentially uh, in a way. Uh, kind, kinda, kinda. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I never because, knew that was ever because otherwise, um, if. It can risk the the mother's health and the other baby's health as right, well. Right, right. I see. Yeah, I see. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I mean, it's like you know when it, you know this this um this kind of situation is a debate itself. Mm. You know, some people feel that you know it might be ethical, it might not be ethical. Mm-hmm, no, we didn't mm-hmm. know until we were at that, you know, at that point. Mm. So I mean, it's like some sometimes you know certain decisions have to be made because of you know health health uh, reasons. Because you know that you know, God made us you know our uh, women's body to only carry one baby. What right. more about three babies? Yeah, you yeah. Know, stressing uh, your body out, and the doctor told me that you know, Melissa, you are really you are really small built, and uh, you know your chances of premature uh, delivery is very high. So is it know, heavier than usual? I mean, uh, mom having one child. And then of now course. you have three. How, Each how? baby has their own weight, you know. How Each do you baby is that? born at, you... a, at about well, a pre a full term baby is born about three kilos yeah. plus minus, right? Imagine having three three kilos in your stomach. It's like three bowling balls. <laughs> I was I was a bowling ball itself. <laughs> <laughs> so did your stomach? Uh, make, like because regular normal normal pregnancies with just one baby, we will stretch out by the second trimester, and by the third trimester, it'll be quite big. How about your your pregnancy? Uh, How did it go? Well, I uh, I don't have I don't have a pregnancy to compare to, but oh, that's uh, true. <laughs> but looking at my stomach, I look really big during my second trimester. I was huge and by the time i was like i was uh, six seven months i couldn't walk much in fact i was kind of like bedridden since the early days of the uh, pregnancy because doctor told us that uh, you need to be on bed rest you can't be you know uh, walking walking about that much mm. and uh, so I, I practically couldn't do anything but you know to and watch lots and lots of dramas <laughs> okay so that was your pregnancy just in bed watching dramas. Yeah, watching dramas, and of course, you know the homework, the you know doing the reading. Yeah. And uh, the preparation. Okay. How did you prepare to <laughs> receive three babies at once? Do you have to buy three of everything? You know. You know, my experience tell me that you can never ever be prepared because it's like when you think that you are prepared, you know, there's something else that popped up and it mm. pops out, and you're like. Oh no, you know, and and you just have to deal with it one challenge at a time. Mm. So of course, a uh, reading, uh, books, uh, experience from our previous mothers, and of course our very own mothers because they've been through you know many times before us. And um, but your mom, I'm sure she's good. 
three. I don't know. Like I had one. How am I going to deal with three, right? <laughs> but she had one at a time. Yeah. But a lot. But, uh, yeah. But my mom had five. Had five. Okay. So, All right. You know, as as I progress through through my journey, I learn to appreciate my mom way more. Than- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is what my mom had to go through, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, a lot of uh, homework, uh, preparation. You know, is like from from the physical part to you know your supplements, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and uh, like like what Bell said, uh, getting free of everything because you cannot share diapers or milk powder. <laughs> Yeah, so at what point did you did you you and your husband go out and buy three of everything? Uh I was I was buying a lot of things online and some secondhand items and uh, a lot of hands be done from my yeah. sisters, thank God. Yeah. So it was more it was more of the uh, the clothing, the diapers and you know the the uh, pacifier and lots and lots and lots of milk bottles. <laughs> At what point oh, actually God. did you know that you had you were having three girls? Three? Oh, uh, it was I forgotten. Maybe the fourth, the fourth month. Okay. You know, you know when when we got pregnant, the doctor the doctor was like, ah, you don't you don't really have to you know um you don't worry have to stress whether if they're boys or girls. Usually they they come they come in a mix like yeah. a mixture of boys and girls. But when he scanned, he was like, ah. Charlie's Angels, three girls. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you disappointed slightly that you gonna have three girls? No, not really. Would you have preferred a mix, maybe? Uh, well, for me, because it's my first pregnancy, I don't really have a preference, and and uh, to be honest, because I come from a family of girls, I am actually extremely, extremely excited to be you know, raising, raising girls. Because it's something know, you know anyway, right? Yeah. It's something I'm familiar with. Yeah. But yeah. if you give me three boys, I'll be scratching my head. Like, oh my god! <laughs> <I'm doing that."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now if you have three girls, everything's the same. Baby fairs must be great for you. Just go there, buy everything in bulk and everything, right? Wow, we are like we are like the VIP shoppers in uh, baby <laughs> We go in with a, you know like with a trolley <laughs> and come out with boxes and boxes of diapers. My wow. God. Okay, I mean, you gave birth to three beautiful baby girls. This was about eight years ago. Yeah. How difficult was it then, once the babies are out? to be a mother to three babies at once because i mean as a mother as a mother myself and having just one newborn at a time already it feels very challenging so i want to know your experience of baby like being a mother to three newborns at once well i i believe that my experience it's probably similar to uh, other moms um, again, I have nothing to uh, compare to. So, I mean, of course, it is uh, overwhelming. Overwhelming. You know, it's like, um, I, I did not expect that I, I will be so sleep deprived for the next uh, kind of like two years because I was uh, breastfeeding them. And, mm. you know, I told myself that I'm going to do this as long as I can. And also milk powder is very expensive. <laughs> How do you breastfeed three babies at the same time? Well, my job for the next two years was practically like a cow. When I'm not feeding them, when I'm not feeding them, I, I'll be pumping. You yeah. see, oh, I'm yeah. not 
feeding, pumping, feeding, pumping, and right. you know, I'll catch a nap uh, in between. So of course I can feed two at one time, but the third one will need to be bottle fed. Mm. So I'm so I at any point of time I I must have some supplies in the fridge, mm-hmm. else the third one might not have anything to drink. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so do you yeah. rotate like what's your system like? <laughs> This this girl gets the bottle now. Next, she will get the breast, and then this girl will get the bottle. Is that is that how you? I can see it? a chart A B C C B A. You know. <laughs> no lah, we're not we're not we're not that systematic lah. You know, I'll just pick whoever who is hungry. But you know, we do have uh, like a chart to see that uh, which baby has been already fed. If not, that we we'll probably feed two babies, and maybe one baby might not have some milk. Baby right, right, right. Yeah. Or something. Mm. We we have a chart. And uh, when they were born, we actually bought uh, we actually bought a nail polish to actually mark them so we know who is who. Because you know, newborns they all look the same. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Do you ever mix them up? I was just about to ask you. Yeah, but when they came home, they still have tags on their right on, on, on their uh, anklets. Uh-huh. So I was still able to read read the text but you know a week later you start to see that you know the babies will start to form into their own very unique look mm-hmm. oh by the way my girls they are unidentical so mm. so it's uh, not not as difficult to identify them compared to identical twins okay mm. okay and yeah. you can you, you can recognize them from their cry they cry very differently yeah. <laughs> oh. from their cries yeah yes, okay Some cry very sharp. Some cry very low. Some cry the rhythm is different. <laughs> But you know, I actually got this uh, this story from an aunt of mine who had twins. She said uh, when she had to do night feeds, right? When one baby cried, he she just woke the other baby up and fed them at the same time because otherwise she will like later one baby cry go back to sleep the other baby cry go back to sleep she will not have time to I sleep know, at all what, that is what happened to me where i <laughs> i didn't have to hard to wake up the, the other babies like, but I, i will always be on standby and the first two months i had a confinement lady yeah. to help me so she will like whichever baby that woke up right she will just bring it bring it to be uh to to feed mm. not enough that put them back again yeah So you only had one confinement lady. You didn't hire wow, two confinement ladies. Wow, my God, look, she's a super confinement lady. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, if it was me, right, I would hire three, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's what we thought. We we actually hired a, a live-in helper. With, I mean, be, because before this, it was just uh, me and my husband, Vince. So uh, we thought, that, okay, now we're expecting uh, babies, right? So we should hire a live-in helper. Yeah. So we, we you know, We uh, applied for one, and after the first week that we came back from the hospital, immediately I told him that we need a second helper. <laughs> you no, know, you can. You, I mean, it's like it yeah. feels like you you never have enough. You can never have enough help, and there will be never you will never have enough hands for you know to 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 go around because it's like you know the babies needs to be fed to be you know to be Changed. clean. Yeah. Yeah, changed and oh, it was a uh, it was a it was a never ending uh, process. Mm. But uh, I must say that you know it gets better with time. Yeah. I think probably maybe because it makes you stronger. As you know, I, I've been through the worst part, and I would, what, uh, you know, how 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 bad else can it get? Yeah. So, mm. so uh, honestly, the first the first three months was 
overwhelming because it's like it's like a whirlwind, right? Exactly, it's yeah. like all of a sudden, poof! You have this, uh, you know, three very fragile babies that you are responsible for, you know, and uh, you just have did to- they come up premature in the end, or did they go almost full term? Uh if you compare that to a regular pregnancy, yes, they are premature. They are premature. They came out on at 37 weeks and one day. That's but given to a triple pregnancy, that is pretty much almost a full term. A full term for a triple pregnancy is, I'm not mistaken, about 38 weeks. Oh, really? Is that how it works? Okay. Yeah. Oh. So we pretty much push as much as we can. And finally, like, in fact, it's like, you know, towards the, the, the last couple of weeks, I'll be, I, I was actually staying at the hospital, uh, mm. you know, because the doctor said, you know, we'll, we don't know when the babies are going to arrive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might come earlier than the scheduled date. So it's safer that you stay in the hospital. So every day when the doctor comes and visit me, I'll be like, am I ready to deliver it or not? Can I deliver it or not? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure it's very uncomfortable. You're stretched out all the way already. Yeah, my stomach was huge. Can you, I used to have like a 23-inch waist mm. and all of a sudden, poof, my my waist went 40 inches. Whoa. Oh my God. It was really, really heavy. I couldn't walk. You, you have know, to share with us a picture of this as well. <laughs> back. Every step I take is actually excruciating and I was actually staying in a four-bedded uh, room mm. and uh, I chose... The bit closest to the toilet, you know, the thing with pregnant ladies. We, mm, easy to get to, right? Yeah. Then it's like every time I need to go to, go to the toilet, I, j- I actually have to think, you know, a couple of times because it's, it's going to be a really, really painful journey just to walk to the toilet. Jeez. Oh. I know. Sacrifices God. a mom has to I'm just to thinking through. about the physics and biology of it all, man. <laughs> My God. So, okay, let's get back to um, when your babies were newborn. Like, what other schedules or routines or charts did you have to, to make sure that everything ran according to plan? Well, I would say that the, uh, the, the manager would be my husband because he's really good at all this, you know, coming up with a, you know, coming up with a system, with a okay. chart. So, he, he has a schedule. Yeah, you know, and we try, we try to adhere to the schedule so that we can keep uh, a certain, uh, what do you call that? A certain routine, routine mm. so that the babies, the babies can actually, you know, follow. Mm. But you know what? You can never, never, you can never be perfect. And sometimes you just go haywire and you just need to do what needs to be done. Lah. But yeah. you know, there's a certain time that when they will shower and certain feeding time and at any time in between they need extra feeding, we will just feed them lah. Because mm. the thing with babies is that you need to feed them every two hours. Okay. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> did you, but did you go through like being overwhelmed and uh, having three babies and being so busy and sleep deprived? Did you feel like you lost yourself for a moment when they were newborns? Like, did you go through postpartum blues or depression for a while? Yes, I. I, I did. I actually I wasn't expecting that because the thing is I was so overwhelmed with the you know everyday chores and the baby's needs. You don't actually have time for yourself. Yeah. Because I, I just tell myself that you know what this this is a very important window where the baby physically needs us. So you know we will just do whatever we can to you know to feed them. And you know what they always say about um uh the the 
the mother's milk is always the best. Mm. You know, you know, it will help to boost the immunity and all, and all that. So, you know, I was I was pushing myself like in a gym, right? Like, pushing myself, but not not to do pumping, but to pump milk. Mm. <laughs> you no, know, I was like feeding myself with all the, I was stuffing, stuffing myself with all the supplements and I was like, eating eating like there's no tomorrow in fact at that time I was, I was breastfeeding i was eating more than my husband so you know i was stuffing myself to make sure that i have enough supply because each time i fall sick my supply my supply falls too yeah so i just have to make sure that you know i don't fall sick and i have enough supplement to keep my supply uh, going but uh, at the sixth month i told myself okay I think my body is quite drained already. So I need to uh, slow down a bit. That's where I started uh, mixed feeding. Mm. And it went on until the 18 month. I said, I cannot tahan already. We have to win them already. <laughs> my goodness. So you breast... Well, basically you were breastfeeding for 18 months. Three babies. Yes. <laughs> okay. And... And my oh my hats off to you, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days where, uh, because we used to have a, a business in, in China. So uh, when I was pregnant, I couldn't go back to uh, China. But after the girls were delivered like six months down the road, I, 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 I can start traveling again. But then, you know, traveling while you're breastfeeding isn't easy and we, I mean I, I didn't bring the babies along my my mom was helping me to take care but I did not want to waste any drop of milk that I could uh, pump so oh I bought a huge Coleman and actually traveled with it and wherever I went I just pumped and start freezing them so the milk actually traveled with me all the way to China and all the way back and I'm very amazed that I came back with like dozens and dozens of uh, packets of milks. Wow. Was that like, hmm, good supply, good trip, good trip. <laughs> no, it's a good job, Mel. You <laughs> but were you ever, like, did you ever have time to just think about, like, did you, did you go through a down period of time after you gave birth to your child's children? Yeah. I mean, it's like I actually did not quite understand what I was uh, going through, but there were moments at night, especially when it's very quiet, I would just uh, cry to myself. Mm. Like, you know, oh my God, why, why, why am I going through this, you know, over and over and over again? And I feel that that is, I, I don't feel the progress mm. because, uh, you know, I've been already uh, kind of like, um, bedridden for so many months and finally when the babies are out right then you know i i don't have time for myself mm. and um there were times where i kept thinking that oh i you know i how, how, how do i put it that way yeah that um you don't well for me la personally when it, it would be like for my first pregnancy i was thinking why don't i love this baby like i should you know because I'm giving and giving and giving and I'm not getting anything back. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. And and that you feel that you for some reason I you know I felt that I was the most uh, pitiful mother alive. What? I, I don't know why I don't know why I felt that way. I felt yeah. very pitiful for myself. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I understand. I, I, I did not um I did not actually bring it up. I actually go, I went through it silently. I would Lock myself in the toilet and I would actually cry and I didn't want anybody to know. You didn't even tell your husband? 
he, you know, he was actually overwhelmed himself already because yeah. the, the thing is the month that we 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 welcome our triplets is the month that he started his uh, startup. Oh, so like he wasn't busy enough, lah. <laughs> <laughs> so to him, it's like it's like raising four children, four babies, yeah, four mm. babies. So, uh, but 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 truth to be told, I actually gave him my blessing because before the babies arrived, he told me that hey, you know, I I'm planning because before that he was kind of like freelancing. And opportunity came out and, you know, he, he has his dream and drive. I was like, okay, you know what? Go do what you need to do and I will take care, take care of the, uh, take care of our home. But uh, I mean, the first three months, he, he was there. He was there. And <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, it was also... All hands on deck, first three months. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, during, I mean, it's like he was uh, helping up like nighttime, you know, he was helping with the feeding and the washing of bottles and uh, daytime, he would be at work. And uh, but daytime I have helpers and also my in-law and also my mom. Mm. So okay. it wasn't it wasn't how that- much help did you have at one point in time to to be able uh, to raise triplets? Well, we have I have my uh, mother, my my in-laws, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, and my my own parents, and two helpers. So one, two, six. Six, uh, is it? Eight six plus eight plus your husband and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, eight adults, but of course we were, you know, we were taking shifts. You know, not everyone is there all the time. Yeah, because you know we live in, uh, you know, you know prior prior to that, we you know it was just both of us, and it was very we were we live we would live very carefree. We would live in a small, uh, apartment, and you know we would travel whenever we like. But since the three babies came uh, arrived, we had to move to a terrace. And suddenly we have two extra helper and so many people at home. Right? It's like, wow, so crowded. <laughs> <laughs> so how much support, Melissa, do you need from your spouse when you have multiples? I, I mean, your husband's very hands-on, but like for other mothers who have multiples, do their husbands need to be very hands-on as well? Well, de- definitely. I think this is not... It's not any journey, just like any pregnancy, not just a, a triple pregnancy, even though it's a single pregnancy, because you know it's it's our baby. So mm. it should be our journey, right? It, it's, it's not because that you know you are carrying it, then it's you know the responsibility it's all on you. I feel that the spouse should always, you know, treat it as though that they are the ones pregnant as well. Then you know, then both sides they have more empathy when yeah, you know when managing the challenges one after another because it's going to be never ending <laughs> <laughs> but financially was it a was it a struggle too to have three babies at one and to have to buy three of everything diapers i'm sure you go through like like water like that <laughs> yes uh, we we were uh, we were prepared in that sense and of course during the early, earlier days we try to save as much as uh, we can for example like instead of uh, you know wearing pampers all the time we had to we we had to make do with the those washable washable diapers yeah, Dispos- so uh, yeah. Diapers, right forever we have diapers hanging there right? mm. and uh, that the, and uh, with milk because uh, milk powder is really expensive especially for newborns i remember one tin was about 100 ringgit 100 ringgit each and they finish like one tin every 3 4 days can you imagine how many tin is there not in a month mm, mm, mm. 
So that is why the first six months, I try my best to fully breastfeed them until we start mixing, then mixing mixing with uh, formula yeah. from six months uh, onwards. So I think from there, we also saved uh, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also, um, you know, when the girls were growing up, they were very fortunate to become a Fisher Price ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think from there also, we saved uh, quite a lot in terms of toys because they were generous enough to actually send three of everything. Mm-hmm. Did you have to buy, I mean, you you moved into a new house, right? A, a, a landed property. Did you have to buy a new car to accommodate the three girls? Did you have to buy you know, car seats in threes, strollers in threes as well. So we, we had to, we have to be uh, creative in terms of, you know, like how, how to move them about. Uh, we, we didn't, we didn't get a uh, MPV, but uh, we have like a few sedans. So we were like uh, moving around in actually two sedans. Actually, this went on until today. We did not, we did not get an MPV, but you know, I've been nagging at my husband that, you know what, we should get an MPV soon <laughs> or a mini bus, whichever works. <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. But at, at this age, they don't, they don't require so much of the, um, what do you call it, the, the, uh, the child seat and all that because they are, they are, they are old enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, we still, um, we make sure that they put on their seat belt. So we still have to make sure that we have enough seats for them. Mm. But I remember that sending them about, we always travel around in two sedans, even up to the stage where they were attending kindergarten. Every morning, we will go out in two cars. And uh, now come to think of it, we actually, we actually did that for a couple of years. <laughs> and uh, until, uh, until today. <laughs> Now that your girls are older, has it gotten much easier? I wouldn't say much easier because, you know, they, you've actually faced a different kind of challenge. Mm. When they were young, it, I think it's more of a physical challenge that you need to push yourself, you know. Yeah, the, just tired all the time, right? Yeah, tired, the sleep deprivation, the, you know, the, um, the pumping schedule and, uh, you know, in between that, trying to stay sane because... You have no idea what sleep deprivation can do to you. You know, yeah. you know it, it makes you go cray-cray. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when when they started walking, ah, there you go. You have a new set of exercise to do, which is to chase after them. <laughs> and three of them in three different directions. <laughs> are they in school now? Yeah, they're, they're at school now. They're... Uh, they are eight, eight years old now. Well, is it a good thing? Because I'm just trying to figure out now because it is CMCO and MCO and everything. Then like, oh, they're off to school. So I'm like, I had some free time. Oh no, now they're all back at home because it's online learning. Is that a, another headache? I know, JD. This is like, <laughs> I mean, it's like since the beginning of the year, again, this is like a new struggle. Before mm. that, we have the luxury of uh, depositing them at the school and we have like, you know, a couple of hours hours at home when you know you can catch up on work and do whatever it is you need to do and you know when and when they come back from school okay life goes on kind of thing but now it's like it's like they're at home 24 7 and uh, it's not only they're home 24 7 it's like um the changes in you know how 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 they learn and they can't go to school they have to learn from 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 online and you know, it, it doesn't work very well for eight years old. Mm. You know, they, they don't have the attention, the attention span 
and imagine we have to prepare three computers for them because yeah that's why right. yeah yeah and they have the same they have the same um same uh timetable and schedule i mean it's like uh in a way i am uh thankful that they are in the Yeah, in the same year, so that I we only check like uh, what is like, you know, when they're in the same class. By the way, so let's say if someone does not finish the homework, the other one will actually read them out. So I will know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But that's another thing, right? <laughs> Going to school, you have to buy three books, the same yes. three books. No choice, three <laughs> books because they can't share books and they can't share their bags. They can't share their uniform. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe the youngest one because the youngest one she's a little bit tiny compared to the two two sisters, so she gets a lot of hands me down from <laughs> sisters. So, uh, but you know when it comes to shoes, you can't really share because you need three pairs of shoes to walk out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. My goodness, wow. just thinking of this, I'm thinking you probably have to be, uh, you probably have to have to be able to afford it to have. Twins or multiples, right? I mean, it's like I mean, there are many ways to come about it. Like for us, when we first started, you know, we resort to a lot of second hands and hands me down, and we just have to make use with whatever we have. But mm. of course, necessities we cannot avoid. But things that we can save, we try to save. But now that we are at a much comfortable stage, uh, I still, I, I will still because I don't want my girls to become wasteful. So mm. I will always tell them that whenever you can share, please share. That is, if there's no necessity for you to actually like, you know, need to get three of everything, you know, then then no. Because I always tell them that there are many kids in this world that do not have what you have. Mm. So you know, if we have that little extra that we don't really need, I would rather them donate it out. You know, at least someone can you know ben- benefit from that. So that is something that I instill in them since uh, very young. In fact, um. Uh, their recent birthdays. I always, uh, we always uh, bring them to uh, uh, orphanages or you know homes to actually uh, to actually. Uh, they actually, uh, I I will ask them. It's like, um, would you like to donate some of your birthday presents to to the kids? Mm. And they're like, yeah, all right, okay. So they will have some unfound money. They're like, okay, I will donate. Uh, some will donate fifty ringgit. Some will donate thirty ringgit. And we will pull that money, and we will buy. We will buy like necessities like rice and all and all and all and whatever their home need, and we will actually send it there. So because I want them to learn that birthdays is not about celebrating you; it's about celebrating life. That you know you are you are very fortunate, you know, to be alive and to be celebrating your birthday, and therefore you should be you should be paying it forward. Mm. You know, wow. Uh, okay. Learning to be grateful, I think that is a uh, that is something very very important, especially you know to instill them since young. Yeah. Now, Melissa, what would you say was the most difficult part for you in raising multiples? Um, well, physically is one of them, and uh, the the the, the, men, the mental part. The mental part is. Um, Uh, very difficult because sometimes it can be a really lonely journey, mm. you know. As you know, as you are parenting your child, you will have many noises around you. You should do this. You shouldn't do that kind of thing, and judgment and criticism, and um, you know all of this. You you need to be able to uh, manage well and to make the decision best. 
for your children. I mean, like you're not only talking about like outsiders, sometimes within the family or even husband and wife because yeah. it's like, it's, it's a very, very tough challenge. And, and, you know, it's not something that, oh, you know, both of us can agree on something um, at the same time, you know, smoothly and all that. There will definitely be like, you know, disagreement how you want to raise your children. You know, that itself, uh, it's, uh, it, it's a challenge. But of course, you know, going through these challenges one after another, it makes you uh, stronger. It, um, it actually trains you to have higher, higher EQ. So, okay, just now JD was mentioning about, you know, MCO and all that. Yeah. So actually, since the beginning of the year, I felt that I was actually going through a whole new challenge you know, it's like, you know, it's like every milestone is like, okay, the kids are born. So, you know, it's about feeding them and all and all that challenge. Then you move on the second milestone, going to school, which school mm. to send, you know, uh, getting to know about their friends and so on and so forth. So now this online learning and having them at home all the time is like, I see, um, because you see them all the time and you know, the thing with children is like when they're at home you know it's their safe heaven they are very relaxed and honestly it's not the best place uh, I mean it's I wouldn't say best place it's a very difficult environment to actually discipline them Mm. it's not like in school you have the principal they have um, though they have rules and regulation we don't have much of that at home because you know we are very carefree and all that and when I was going through the MCO period I realized that oh no You know, it's a realization that I need to put a certain system in place to keep them to, you know, to to actually keep, uh, make sure that they are disciplined enough to go through the online learning. Mm. So it was, it was a learning process, not only for them, but for me. For you as well. Yeah, for me as well. So, and you know, I was actually banging walls. The first, the first couple of months was, um, was horrible. It's like, you know, the teacher will actually, uh, uh, you know, have an online uh, meeting with us and, you know, they will feedback that, oh, you know, your girls, you know, they are not actually following with the classes, you know, halfway through the class, they will go missing. And... Um, Bell, you and go I- through that with them as well, right? <laughs> Kids, <laughs> with, right? With yeah. my older one, not so, but with yeah. the younger one, I mean, how can you get a four-year-old to sit through a, an online <laughs> class? You can't. I can't sit through that. Exactly, and, and they're getting, you know, they're, they're getting really, um, you know, creative and, you know, and, and that's where I see the other part of my daughters is like, where they'll like sit there and you think that they're actually, uh, you know, going through the classes, but you know, when you're not looking, click the other window and actually watch YouTube. <laughs> so it's like every now and then you have to go on checking on them, you know, are, are you following your class? Are you yeah, following yeah. your class? Mm. So it takes up a lot of your time just to monitor that. In fact, it's a full-time job. It's yeah. very difficult when you have to work from home and trying to manage that part, yeah. you know, the discipline part. I understand, yeah. So but I mean, we, were you a working mom uh, all this while? Like, because you said from the, from the time they were six months old, you already went to China to work and all that, right? Uh, we, because I've, I've to, always to been an uh, entrepreneur. So, okay. When when we found out that uh, I was pregnant, I I took like I took time off. Like mm. I wasn't working for two years. Okay. So not working uh, and staying at home, bedridden, and you know 
going through so much of challenges, it is it is really really, uh, you know, I I I I don't know how to put it in words because it's like you sort of lost yourself there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I felt that um, because at that point of time, I felt that was needed to be done. But mm. you know, the mental part, I wasn't really prepared for it. Yeah. So I think uh, support is very important. People that who understands, you know, what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And it was only much later in the journey I realized that oh, I, I needed, um, I needed professional support mm-hmm. because sometimes, um, you know, your family or your friends, as much as they love you, but they might not uh, understand. Mm-hmm. You know what they're actually going through, and when you're going through it over and over again, you might just end up victimizing them. Mm. So I think it's best that you seek professional uh, support because mm. they will know better on how to manage, you know, this situation because you know we, they, they they have the experience on uh, how to deal with it. But so, when you went back to work after you had your kids, how did you manage your home life and then your professional life? Life and also be successful in both. Uh, well, I only decided to go back to join back the workforce uh, when they were more manageable when they started kindergarten. So because when they start kindergarten, uh, the first half of the day they are occupied in school, so I have time to actually work. Yeah. So uh, it was I think they were around two, three, three, three to four years old when I started putting them in in kindergarten. So it was definitely much better because it's like you know you start to find yourself again. You put yourself out there. You start uh, taking care of yourself even more. You have friends. You have uh, colleagues. So I think then I realized that oh, it is uh, important to have uh, a good balance where you know you you put yourself in an environment where you can be uh, progressive as well. I think the word is progressive because I felt that my last two years at home two three years at home I felt very stagnant mm. I wasn't able to uh, move uh, forward and um, and I think that affected affected uh, myself mentally and also I think the, the, the confidence part self-esteem yeah. yeah self-esteem okay but now you're a beauty queen, you are an international speaker even, an entrepreneur and also a mom to three girls who are now eight years old. Don't you get tired? <laughs> I'm sure your days are filled up. Don't you get tired? What, what is it that keeps you motivated and keeps you going? Of course, I do get uh, tired. But the thing is, the reason why I'm doing all of this is because I want to show my daughters that, you know, I want them... I, I, I want to try to lead by example. I want them to be able to pursue uh, what they want to do uh, despite, I mean, it's like, and, and not being limited by your status, like if you're single or you're married. It's like the thing with, uh, pageant, okay, for example, pa- pageantry. So, you know, pageantry has always been something I wanted to do. But, you know, during my single days, you know, I was so caught up with, you know, the whole rat race or, you know, building a company. I just had, didn't have time to, you know, pursue my passion. Something, you know, it's in my bucket list. wasn't It wasn't until that I uh, stumbled upon this opportunity after I got married that I found out that oh, that's uh, that's actually pageants for married women. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. Um, you know, it's like I I've lost my opportunity once, but you know what, now now I think I'm I'm in a much better place to you know to actually give it to give it a shot. 
Mm. So uh, you know, I did, and you know, my girls they were like the biggest supporter, and uh, they 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 were there with me, you know, every step of the way. Yeah. It's it's not only about the girls, and also uh, your partner, you know, my my husband. He was a uh, really really supportive. So in a way, in a way that we are trying to show the girls that you know, if you have a dream, no matter at what stage that you are, go for it. I mean that is the whole meaning of this and um, this. Mm. I mean this this whole life, right? Yeah. So you're being a role model to your girls now by achieving to. whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yes, because I think uh, leading by example is very very important. And because you know, okay, I, I, another example. My youngest daughter, she's actually pursuing competitive gymnastics right now. So um, well. Uh, during when the MCO hit, she, you know, they, their, their classes actually went online, and she couldn't follow, and she kind of like, um, she kind of like deteriorated from there. And until the teacher told me that, uh, looks like we might need to remove her from the competitive class because mm. you know she's she's, you know she's just not following. So in a way, my heart was a little bit broken. Because at the same time, she told me that, "Mummy, I want to give up gymnastics. Mm. It's something that I've been sending her since she was four years old. So, you know, that many years later, she told me that, Mommy, I, I want to give up. I was like, Ugh. so, um, so then I decided that, you know what, I am going to, I, I want to show it to her that, you know, if you put your heart and soul into something, you know, something good will come out of that. So at that point of time, she was very demotivated because the teacher was was uh, going to remove her from the competitive class. But you know, to a little girl, you feel that that is quite a, a what you call that a set a setback. You know, it's like you know, it's like failing in your exam. Mm. So what are you gonna do moving forward? Are you gonna give up, or are you gonna do something about it? So what I did was I sat down with her and the and, and the coach. And I say that okay, you know what? I'm gonna spend my next three months just coaching on you personally. You know, even though that I do not have any gymnastics background, I will sit through with her every class, and you know, make sure that I try to translate whatever the teacher is, the coach is trying to teach to you know whatever physical exercise that she needs to do. And you know, we we practice really hard every day for the next three months. And guess what? She made it back to her competition class, oh. and 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 they had uh, they actually had an online competition a uh, couple months later, and we had to practice like certain routines. So again, we continue we continue to practice. This is all distance learning. Yeah, and and guess what? Uh, the uh, with the recent competition, it's a first time competing competing in interclub. She actually came her her. Her group actually came out second. She had a silver medal, and she came out eighth place out of seventy over the other gymnasts. So I think to her, it's an accomplishment from beginning of the year that she wants to give up to actually, you know, being placed in a in a competition. So I think this is a very important lesson, not only for her and but to her other sisters, you know, mm. to see that you know what, if you really, uh, you know, put your hard work into something. Something will happen for you. We don't know yeah. what is it, but yeah. you know what? Success does not come to you by doing nothing. Yes. I even, you know, I even shared with this. Like, you know, when I was competing in a pageant, I was, uh, I had to come up with my own, my own performances. I was playing the Chinese zither. I was practicing every day at home. 
practicing every day at home. So, and even, you know, the catwalk and, you know, all the public speaking, I was, it, it looks a bit silly that I was actually doing this by myself, but the more I want to do it in front of them, because I want to show them that I don't care what other, other people think of me. Mm. You know, as long as I know that what I'm doing, where I'm going, I will just persevere. Okay. So I think that journey is a learning curve for all three of them and for myself as well. <laughs> Definitely. Now, um, finally, Melissa, uh, what advice would you give maybe to soon-to-be moms with multiples or mom already with multiples who are struggling right now? What word of advice would you give to them? Well, besides, uh, besides you know, my advice to you to stay strong, at the end of the day, I find that you know, it is just how you see things it's 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 your it's your mind mindset and it is important that you surround yourself with the people that you know that 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 you know that have the same wavelength as you mm. because you will feel more understood and you know you have more empathy uh emp- empathy with your and others uh, condition and uh, for the um because you are the average of the five people around you so if you are constantly around negative people, eventually you will feel very, very negative about it. Because the thing with motherhood, whether whether you know you're pregnant with a singleton, twins or triplets, you know, challenges will keep on coming. Mm. So it is how do you see this challenge? Okay, you know, this challenge is going to this challenge is is you know giving me an extra you know extra inconvenience, or do you see it as Oh, this is something that is going to make me stronger, and you know, it's it's giving me an opportunity to learn something new. Mm. So I think how you see things and the mindset it is very, very important. And to know that you know, mothers, women, we are all human. It is okay to feel to feel inadequate. It is normal. Please don't please don't take it too hard on yourself. We are not perfect because I felt that you know, being a mother and Sometimes, you know, being in the limelight, people tend to have this perfect image of you and you try, you try to live up to that, mm. you know. In a way, I find that that is very unhealthy because you're living up to other people's expectations and not yours. So it is very important for you to stay focused and, um, and you know, remind yourself that you are only human. So Okay. Right. Well said. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And take well, everything one step at a time. Yes, one step at a time. Don't don't worry too much because you know what? Challenges are going to come anyway. They're going to come anyway. So yep. you need to face it no matter what. Mm. So Quest- I'd rather... Yeah. Question yes, though. Are you yes. planning to have more kids? Well, I would love to, but I think given my age, I'm pretty much, you know, the, I don't know what I call that, the expiry date already. <laughs> I'm just wondering, la, let's say you and your husband decide to, let's try again. And then triplets again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must say this journey is not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Well, if, if it does happen, then we will we will take it again one one day one day at a time. But uh, I wouldn't discount the fact that I mean, it's like we love children, we love the you know the the bustling at home, you know the sound of children and all that. And of course, you know we hope that 
we are we all because we are we are very big believers in you know in uh, motivation uh, in mindset and we want to be able to channel that to our children so that you know they can continue to channel that to other people yeah but if you have new triplets let's just say uh, the the original triplets can help you with the new ones already yeah <laughs> 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 They're big enough. It's like right. little dolls for them yeah. now. Helpers, scout team. But no. But the thing is, you know, my girls, they know that they are not easy. They know they are not easy. So, you know, I asked them before. It's like, um, you know, what if you know next time will you have your own children? Mm. And I'm very surprised that given at this age, they were like, they will actually think about it. They're like, maybe yes, maybe no. Wow. Mm. So because when we were growing up, we you know the the journey is always like oh when I grow up I will marry and you know have get children. Children, but mm. to them they were to them they're like eh, it's quite it's quite handful lah. So I'm not sure if I you know this. Yeah. <laughs> we gave mommy so much trouble. I don't know about how it's gonna work for me, right? Yeah. And and it's like okay, so if you don't want children, how many do you want? Three? No lah. I think maximum two lah. <laughs> 